We shall turn in our Bibles for the reading of the word. We shall read from Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10, from verse 19. Having therefore, uh, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us, through the veil, that is to say his flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Kale aboluganda wetulina obugumu okuyingira mu kifo ekitukuvu olwomusayi gwa Yesu mukubo yatukubira erija eddamu eriyita mujiji gwe mubiri gwe era wetulina wetulina kabona omunene afuga ennyumba ya katonda tusemberenga no moyo gwa mazima olokukiriza okutukiride emitima jaffe ngajimansirwako okujja okujja mu omoyo omubi Nemi bili jafe nga jina aziwa na amazi amalunji. Tunyeze, tunyeze okwa tulanga esubi jafe. Obuta saga saga na. Kubanga ea subi za mwesigwa. Eda tulo woza ganenga feka na feka. Okukubi lirizanga okwa gala nebikuwa ebilunji. Obuta lekanga kukunga na wamu. Ngaba la bwebaisa. Na yenga tubu ulidira elanga tuweyo ngeranga okukola ebyo bwetutyo nga bwemula wa olunakululi nga luna atira okutuka. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Mkama agate kumukisa kusama kwechigamboche. You may be seated. Katutuleko. Uh, I want us to share this evening Njagala tukabanika kaungezika alero on fellowship kusa echimu. Amen. Amina. Fellowship. Okusechimu. Paul was saying here, verse 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. As the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Amina. Paul Paulo was encouraging brethren to fellowship. Yaria Azamu Aborugandamanyo Kusange Chimu. 
not forsaking assembling together as the manner of some of you is but doing it oftenly because the day of the Lord was near now we see on the day of Pentecost after they received the, uh, the Holy Ghost that first church of the Acts of the Apostles the church that the Lord promised to come and take the church that he left. They used to emphasize on fellowship. They used to fellowship almost daily. They would gather together and then they would share the word. They would break bread. And they did it so often. If you read Acts, I think it should be Acts um, chapter 2. From verse uh, 41. Then they they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. That is Acts 241. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. Amen. They used to have fellowship almost daily. They shared the apostles' doctrine. And God sent us Elijah to turn our hearts back to the faith of our Pentecostal father. To the hearts of we the children back to the faith of our Pentecostal fathers. So he also came to restore fellowship. Amen. Amina. So fellowship is something very, very important. Here what the prophet is saying about it. You know, in, in every human heart, there is something that longs for fellowship. Why are we here together? Tonight. You never come out on a night like this and standing around the walls and so forth just to show that you had on a new suit or a new skirt or something. You come because that the church has gathered and we desire that fellowship. And we desire that fellowship with the people. 
That is why I come up through the, uh, the snow to, to be up here is because I love fellowship. Amen. The prophet is telling us we don't just come here to show off to show how we are dressing, our suits and our skirts, or maybe to display the cars that we have. But we come for one purpose, because church has gathered. Amen. We come together because speckled bad has gathered together for fellowship. Because speckled bird put there a program. A program of fellowship. Other churches also have programs. Some fellowship on, on uh, midweek on, on Tuesday. Some fellowship on uh, Thursday. But as far as speckled bird is concerned, we fellowship on Sundays from nine. And on Wednesdays and on Fridays. We gather together because that is our program. Amen. Amina. That is our arrangement. And we gather together to fellowship with our Lord. Because Jesus promised, He said, Where two or three are gathered together in my name, I will be in their midst. Do you know that He's here tonight? Whenever two or three gather together in His name, He's there. They are midst. That is his promise that will never change. And we believe that he is here tonight. And sometimes he allows us to see him when that pillar of fire is photographed in our midst. Then we see it. It is a confirmation that he's around. He's fellowship with us. So we even know that tonight he is here because he loves fellowship. When two or three are gathered together in my according to my will I will be in their midst. Paul said in Colossians 3.17 He said whatsoever you do in word or deed do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Do it according to his will. Amen. 
When you are baptizing, baptize according to his will. According to Acts 2.38. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In much water. When you come for fellowship, fellowship in his name, our prophet told us we should come early enough. At least 30 minutes before fellowship starts. So that we come in the spirit of fellowship. Because he will always keep his promise. So the prophet told us. Come early. before the service starts. Don't come rushing. In a mood that you have been in. And quickly you start, you know. Get time to wait upon the Lord. And he said, where probably some good soft music is playing. cross where my Savior There you are waiting upon the Lord. The Bible says, when you come before the Lord, when you come in the house of God, don't be rash with your words. Be slow. I think let's read that scripture. Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. That's why our prophet told us always to come early for fellowship. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 from verse 1. It says that keep thy foot keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God and be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifices of fools. Chapter 5 from verse 1. Bible Be not rash with thy mouth, and let not thine heart be hasty to utter anything before God. For God is in heaven and thou upon earth. Therefore, let thy words be few. Akamwako tekangu ilizanga sono mutimago ulemenga okwe gurumizanga okogera echigambocho na mumasuga katonda. Kubanga katonda alimuguru nawe oli kunsi. Kale ebigambo byo bivelenga bitono. Amina. Let your words be few. Leke bigambo bivele bitono. Don't come hastily when you are time bad. Don't you you start worshiping. You are not in the mood of worship. That's why we come early. 
to get in the spirit of worship. To get in the spirit of fellowship. God loves fellowship. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, I will be in their midst. He loves fellowship. Do you know that even when we come, take an example something like uh, a wedding ceremony. As believers, when we do it in his name, according to his will, we are dressed according to his will. We sing the songs of, according to his will. Do you know that he comes to grace that function? Something like, so simple like an introduction. And you do it in his name. And it gives him glory. He will come down to grace that function. Where two or three I will be in their midst. He loves that fellowship. The prophet says, God was Elohim. The self-existent one. But in him, he had attributes. He wanted to be a God which is an object of worship. He wanted to be a father. He wanted to be a healer. He wanted to be a savior. And he started displaying his attributes one by one. He created angels. And when they started worshipping him, then he became that object of worship. He wanted to have children. To have a family. And when he created Adam and Eve, then he became Jehovah. The one who dwells with his family. He first created Adam as a duo being. Having a feminine part in him. But then he saw him lonely. He lacked fellowship. Because the Bible says, after creating the, the, the beasts of the field, and the, cattle, and the falls of the air, he brought them before Adam to name them. And Adam named them. But the Bible says that he was lonely. He lacked fellowship. And God had to make him to sleep. And he got from his side a rib. And he clothed it with flesh. And he made a woman and brought that woman before Adam. And when 
Adam saw the woman. Adam he said, This is bone of my bone. This is flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. To fellowship with. Amen. In that quote which we read, the prophet was saying that it is in man to fellowship. Amen. Amina. He says here, Agamba. You know, in every human heart, there is something that longs for fellowship. Amina. In every human heart, there is something that yearns for fellowship. And that one was put in man by God. Because God desired fellowship. So he also put that in man to love fellowship. God loves fellowship. He goes on to say, You have come because that the church has gathered and we desire that, that fellowship with the people. Mother used to tell me, she said, birds of a feather flock together. Well, that is a whole lot of truth to that. And then if we have, if you never, you can never see the crows and doves feeding together. Because their appetites are not the same. Their diets cannot be the same. Birds of a feather flock together. And the prophet is telling us, you cannot see doves and crows together. Because their diets are different. Their feeding habits are different. Birds of a feather flock together. Antelopes gather together. The giraffes have their own fellowship. Lions gather together because they have something in common. Their habits, their language is common. And we also as children of God, we have something in common. And the common thing that unites us together is the Lord Jesus Christ, which is the word. We gather together to gather around his word. Because the Bible says, how can two walk together unless they be agreed? 
They should have something in common. What unites us together is Christ, the word of God. And the prophet says, that word fellowship, he was describing it. And he said it is like two fellows in a ship. Two fellows having things in common. Two fellows in one mind. In one accord. Moving in the same direction. When we are in the mind of the word. In the mind of Christ, then that's when we can have fellowship with him. But when we deviate from the word, then that fellowship is cut off. Amen. We should have something to unite us together. And what unites us together as believers is the word of God, which is Christ. Amen? Amina. He goes on to say, and so is the man that is out of fellowship with God. He has no more desire to go to church or do the right thing. And do those and, and, and do the right and those who are with God long for that fellowship. You just can't stand it. So is the man that is out of fellowship with God. He has no more desire to go to church. Or do the right thing. And that is what happened. That is what happened in the Garden of Eden. Man used to enjoy that wonderful fellowship. Because his creator created him purposely to have that fellowship with him. The Bible says that he used to come in the cool of the evening and have fellowship with his children. And the prophet says the pillar of fire used to come through the branches of the trees. And Adam and Eve would hear him coming. And then they would see that pillar of fire. And know that their heavenly father has come to have fellowship Every evening, he used to come and have fellowship with them. Because God loves fellowship. He loves fellowship. Now in the beginning when God made the man to worship him and live, God taking care of him, fed him, 
Man had perfect fellowship with God. There was nothing wrong. What a beautiful picture. No harm, nothing could harm them. No sicknesses could ever come to them. They didn't even know what sicknesses were. They didn't know what to old age was. They didn't know what being hurt was. They couldn't be hurt. There was in the presence of the omnipotent powers of God. Which held them in control and guided them by his spirit. There was nothing that could harm them. Before the fall, the presence of that omnipotent God was with them. They used to have that sweet, wonderful fellowship. God used to come in the cool of the evening and fellowship with them. Do you know that this is the same thing that is happening to us today? Because true fellowship has been restored. But after the fall, these people used to enjoy wonderful fellowship. They found themselves now when they are in fear. These people never used to fear anything. The prophet is telling us there was nothing like old age. There was nothing that could hurt them. They were just enjoying the presence of Jehovah. But when they sinned, and the prophet is telling us when someone sins, that's when he leaves church. When you don't see people coming to fellowship, then there is something wrong. That's what happened to Adam and Eve. They ran to hiding. Fear entered their lives. These people had power and control over all the animals and the lions. But now they had started fearing. They have started fearing them. Because of sin. And they are running into hiding. And then that merciful God comes. Calling them, looking for them. Adam, Adam, where are you? Adam, Adam, Have you partaken of the tree that I forbade you to partake of? And instead of repenting, he says, the woman that you gave me. In other words, he's blaming God. But the Bible says that that God who is rich in mercy, he could not kill them. He had to kill an innocent lamb and dress their nakedness. 
And then he banished them from the Garden of Eden. And he put cherubims with flaming swords to guard that tree of life. Lest they partake of it and they live as sinners forever. And because God loves fellowship so much, that thought, that attribute cannot be destroyed. That attribute of becoming a father and having children to fellowship with, he could not allow the devil to destroy it. The prophet says, in that message of uh, Sin, the effects of sin, something like that. He says, when God saw Adam, after he had banished them out of the garden of Eden, and they were walking away, putting on the lamb's skin, and you know, holding one another, and you know, blood dripping on their from that skin of the lamb. These people used to enjoy fellowship with. And now they are moving away. God has chased them from the garden of Eden. No more fellowship. He said, when God saw them, then he was held with pity and mercy. He said, I cannot allow man to get lost. I have to go back and put that away. And that way was he himself coming down and condescending and become like you and me. As the Bible says in Hebrews 2.14, as the children have flesh and blood, he also partook of the same. So that through death, he may destroy once and once for all that one who had the power of death, the devil. Amen? Amina. That loving God, he had to come down. Looking for you and me to restore that fellowship. God desires fellowship. He longs for that fellowship. The prophet is saying here, if you would ever think, I believe, if this literal group of believers, if this literal group of believers this morning could every one time lay aside every thought, get down to the fact to know, to the fact to know that the great Jehovah God that created you in the beginning is in his position, in his place today. 
here in the tabernacle at the heart of every believer. If you would ever think, I believe if this little group of believers this morning, let us say the believers of speckled bird that are gathering here this evening, if we could only think of every one time lay aside every thought and we get down to the fact to know that the great Jehovah God who created you in the beginning is in his position in his place today here in the tabernacle at the heart of every believer. God tonight is at the heart of every believer. He's looking at my heart. He's looking at your heart. And he's longing for that fellowship. Oh, I wish Nathan could give me audience. I wish Susan could give me an audience. I wish Charles could give me an audience. So that I fellowship with him. That's what the prophet is talking about. He longed for fellowship. God is longing for that fellowship. He said, I stand at the door and knock. He will open for me. I will come in and sup with him and him with me. It is his attribute to fellowship with us. The purpose of saving you and me is that we have that interaction. And that fellowship should be an individual, it should be on an individual basis. We should not just fellowship with God when we gather together. Just like the way we have gathered. But you as an individual, wherever you are, at your home, at your workplace, the prophet is telling us, God is in his place. But he's looking at every heart. Every heart of a believer. Every heart of an individual. Longing for that fellowship. Wherever you are. God. He's looking for that audience. I wish you could spare me time. However busy he is. So that I can commune with him. Our prophet told us. Do you want to see God? He said. Talk about him. Think about him. Meditate upon him. 
Testify about his goodness to somebody. When you are doing that, you are fellowshipping with him. He said, you woman, you wife, when all the children have gone to school and you are left alone in the house, get time to sing some sweet melodies about him. He said, when you do that, his presence comes down. Look at these two disciples who are going to Emmaus. And they were talking about him. Oh, we knew he would be the deliverer of Israel. He would be our deliverer. But this is the third day. And yet he promised that he would, he would raise again. Oh, that great prophet. And some of our colleagues have even made, you know, they have told us something which has puzzled us. That they went to the tomb and they found it empty. And they found there are some two men who looked like angels. And they asked them, what are you looking for? Why are you looking for the living among the dead? He's not here, he has already risen. Risen? So they were confused. <coughs> Amen? Amina. And the Bible says that when they were talking about him, he came and joined them. Because he loves fellowship. And he started asking them questions. What conversation are you having? Seeming to be so sad. And they asked him, are you the only man in Jerusalem who does not know what has happened about Jesus Christ of Nazareth? We had a lot of confidence in him. And we knew that he would raise again. But this is the third day. And the Bible says, he started expounding scripture right from Moses. Scriptures about himself. And then in the evening, when they reached where they were going, he seemed as if he wanted to continue on. But they told him it is evening time. Why don't you abide with us? Why don't you continue with this wonderful fellowship? And when they entered in the house, he broke bread in a manner that opened their eyes. And they understood that he is their Lord Jesus Christ. They were talking about him. And he had to come. That 
That's what the prophet said. He loves fellowship. When you meditate upon him, you read his word and meditate upon it. Then he comes down. His spirit comes down. Because he longs for fellowship. He's looking at different hearts of different believers. Him being a gentle, a gentle God. Gentle is not Because you don't force himself on you. Can you imagine? They were almost, they wanted to continue. He, he, he wanted to continue. But they are the ones who begged him. Lord, it is evening time. And the day is first spent. Why don't you come in? Amen? Amina. You are the one to seek him. For him is watching at every heart. Longing for that fellowship. But you are the one to call him in. You are the one to invite him. You are the one to do things according to his name. When two or three are gathered together in my name. According to my will. I will be in their midst. When we pray. And abandon ourselves. And we seek his face. Certainly he will come down. To fellowship with us. Because he loves fellowship. He saved you and me. Purposely for that. For fellowship. Now in the beginning. When God came down in the evening and talked to Adam and Eve, in the cool of the day, and his great voice whispered to them, <laughs> and they had fellowship. They loved one another. Oh, how moving, how the moving of the spirit went through the bushes. The lions come up, the tigers, all of them, and they worship the Lord. Man was conscious at all times that his presence was with him. Amen. Man was conscious that his presence was with him. Do you know that these days we are not even conscious? We no longer have that conscious of the presence of God. We no longer have that conscious that the Lord you don't feel his presence. Why? It is because we have kept him away from ourselves. 
It is because we don't fellowship with him. He's looking for that fellowship. But we don't feel his presence. Because we have kept ourselves away from him. The devil has brought in a lot of things around us. He has made you so busy. Routine, routine. You know, you wake up rushing to go to work. You work the whole day. You are so tired. You don't have even time to to pray. And when you reach home, you are so tired. You just pray a two, three minutes prayer. You don't have time to read the word. You have no time to fellowship with him. How can you be conscious of his presence? You have not given him time of fellowship. Brethren, that's what we lack. May the Lord help us. Our God is not far away from us. He's so near. Paul said, when he found people worshipping God that they didn't know, in Athens, they had written on to the unknown God. He started explaining to them that that God whom you think that he's unknown he's the one who created all things. He created the heavens and the earth. And he created men of the same blood. And he put them in different habitations that they may call upon him and feel about him though he be not far away from us. Amen? Amen. He's not far away in heaven. The prophet is telling us his heart is longing for you. He's waiting for us. He's watching at every heart of a believer to call upon him to seek his face to have fellowship with him and then he's ready to come down and fellowship with us. The Bible says in Psalms 1.1 Psalms 1 verse 1. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. No sit in the seat of the scornful or stand in the way of sinners. But his delight is, is in the law of the Lord. And in that law, he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruits in due season. And its leaves are evergreen. And whatever he does, he prospers. And the Bible says, the ungodly are not like that. But they are just like chaff. 
Just blown to and fro. Blessed is that man who desires fellowship with God. Who runs away from things that are, are ungodly. Does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Does not sit in the of the In other words, he loves to do things in the way of the Lord. Where two or three are gathered in my name, I will be there. He hates ungodly things. He does not want to associate with unbelievers. The Bible warns us not to yoke ourselves with unbelievers. So this person is very careful not to walk in the counsel of the ungodly, not to stand in the way of sinners, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in that law he meditates day and night. He reads that word. He meditates upon it. And through that, God comes and fellowships with him. And even in difficult times, when the economy is so rough, and everybody is complaining, it's just like that tree that is planted by the rivers of water. Which river of water is the Holy Spirit? Because he loves fellowship with God, the presence of God is always around him. God fights his battles. God supplies his needs. When the whole world is crying, for him it's just like that tree, which is always in season. Like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Even when it is a drought season, it will bring forth fruits. So, someone who loves fellowship with God is just like that tree. The presence of the Lord is always around him. When the whole world is crying, for him, his leaves. He's giving testimony. During COVID season, people were lacking food. They had nothing to eat. But the Lord fed me. His leaves are evergreen. He gives fruits even out of season. He's testifying. God's presence is always around him. Do you know that God saved us to take us to that? So that we realize his presence all the time. God is a person in the form of the Holy Spirit. Amen? That's why the Bible calls him a high priest who is touched by the feeling of our infirmities. He feels exactly as we feel. 
His ear is always intent to the cry of his children. He's a person in the form of the Holy Spirit. Just like we desire fellowship. He also yearns for that fellowship. Him being the creator of the universe. And the the prophet says he had that attribute of having children. It is just like you. If you are so rich and you have everything and you are just lonely, you have billions of shillings or dollars and you cannot enjoy these things alone. You need somebody to share these things with. That's what the prophet was telling us. It is in man to have fellowship. God put it in man to have fellowship. Sometimes people have wrong fellowships because the devil has perverted that fellowship. You find a rich man having everything but he has eloped with someone's wife. Having fellowship, wrong fellowship. It is in man to have fellowship. However rich you are, you cannot have all that wealth alone. You will desire to share that wealth with somebody. The same thing applies to God. The creator of the heavens and the earth. The creator of the universe, the stars and the moon and everything. The one who owns everything. The Bible says that the world and its fullness belongs to him. Silver and gold belongs to him. And even the cattle in a thousand hills. But he wants to share all of this with his children. That's why he became Jehovah. The one who dwells with his family. To share all this glory and all this material with his wife. The bride. With his children. You and me. He's longing for fellowship on an individual basis. We should not allow the devil to make us so busy and create a routine around us so that we don't have time for him. In your program, put God first. However busy you are, get time to pray. Get time to read about him. To read the word. Get, get time to read message books. Get time to meditate upon what you have read in the Bible. Create fellowship with him. Because he loves fellowship. He loves fellowship. And the prophet says, why God was manifested in flesh, 
One of the reasons was to take man back to that position before the fall in Eden. Amen? Amina. The prophet says there are three reasons why God was manifested in flesh. One of them was that people may see him. Because he used to be Elohim, the one who dwells alone. <coughs> the self-existent one. But now he starts condescending. To Logos, to that Theophane, to the body of flesh. So that people can see him and touch him. That's why he's called the high priest who is touched by the feeling of He also wanted to have preeminence in his body of believers. He wants to have rulership over you. And another one, he wanted to restore man back to that position before the fall. The position that man was in where he used to come in the cool of the evening and fellowship with man. Oh, our God loves fellowship. He really loves that fellowship. He loves fellowship with man. He loves fellowship with his children. The prophet says here, Jesus only asked for, asked for one thing in his prayer to the Father. You know what that was? One thing after all of his sacrifices that he did here on earth, that the life he lived, you know, the path that he walked, he asked for one thing that where I am, they may be also. He asked for fellowship. That's the only thing he asked the Father in the prayer. Your companionship forever. If you want to read this in, that in the scripture, it is in John 17, the 24th verse. The prophet is telling us what God what Jesus asked from his father was one thing. That father, where I am, they may be also. Where I'm going, let them also come and be with me. And the prophet says, why? It's because of fellowship. He desires that fellowship to be 
After he has delivered you here, you his bride, you his child, he wants you to rule with him eternally. That where I am, they may be also. That was his prayer. He wants that fellowship, that eternal fellowship. But that fellowship has to start here on earth. Individually. With our Lord Jesus Christ. You see? Your companionship forever. Then how much more should we desire him if he desired us? How much more should we desire him if he desired us? If he desired to have that fellowship with us, how much more are we supposed to desire? Amen? If he's longing for that fellowship, if he's looking for every heart of a believer to come out and fellowship with him, how much more should we also long for him? Brethren, it would be so unfortunate if we don't long for that fellowship. We should desire that fellowship as individuals. You should, should desire that fellowship with your God wherever you are. However busy you are, even at your workplace, maybe, maybe you create some little time around lunch break and go and hide yourself and fellowship with him in prayer. Maybe share with your workmates about the goodness of the Lord. Testify about his goodness. Any little time that you get. Hide yourself and sing songs of worship. Read the word and meditate upon him. By that he will come down. Because he longs for fellowship. It is his desire to fellowship with us as his children. God bless you so much. He loves fellowship.